What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of Snapback Sports Pod, the Knicks lose, and it sucks a lot. But the Suns win, and the Suns are going to win the series in five. And the Sixers win, which kind of sucks for me, but it's hype for AM. And we're talking about round one and game one of the NBA playoffs. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. He's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankle! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? <sighs> what a weekend, man. What a weekend. How was your first... I'm going to pass this over to you. How was your first NBA playoff weekend finally actually supporting a team that was participating? It was electric. The entrance to the garden was spectacular. Uh, I'm not just. I'm, by the way, I'm not just referring to the Knicks game. That wasn't that. I was more so what, referring the to the entire weekend. No, just ever the entire weekend. Honestly, yeah, great games nah. from start to finish. Yeah, great games. Playoff basketball. You know, like even you guys, you got to scrap out wins. That's kind of what you do. It doesn't really matter how much you win by the Bucks. Same shit. You just one zero up in the series. That's all that really matters. And the Bockers went down, but. The garden was spectacular. The, we didn't get really the eruption moment. The RJ bucket, the dunk was crazy. The Tajam one was crazy. But, like, there were times early in that game where the garden was ready to go. And it just didn't click. And it didn't feel like the night. But it felt like one that could be stolen. So I feel like that's where we should start. Listen, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be nice for now. Um, so I'm going to say something nice. Let me be honest. I know you just said that the garden didn't it didn't feel like it had its moment. Jack, truthfully, on television, it sounded like I was at a Duke North Carolina game. It really oh. did. Oh, it was I mean, don't get it twisted. It was louder than any arena in the world right now. But like well, you, there had, were, you had four thousand more fans than the Sixers, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, but it was like it was six five Hawks and Bullock had a three, and then it was eight six Hawks and Randall had a jumper, and like they just didn't go, they just didn't go tonight. Didn't feel like the Knicks night, and then they had the lead late, and it, and we couldn't stretch it past seven. We had chances, and you know it's one of those games where we think it's going to be a long series, but the big but is. Can they win game two? Because if they don't win game two, we know where it goes from there. So we're, are we are we officially in must win territory? Yeah, it's must win territory. <laughs> you know, it, it got here quickly. But hey, man, hey, that's how it goes. Listen, some get started earlier than others. At least your basketball series actually started today. They say a series doesn't start until a road team steals one. So the Knicks Hawks series is officially underway. Yeah, the Knicks Hawks series is underway. Trey Young is a fucking pussy. And that's you know, that's not that's not wow. even like a. You usually a, you you you're the one who likes to keep it PG thirteen. Yeah, that. no, I mean he's a good player. Don't get it twisted, but it's just like we look. Listen, here's, man, here's I'll be honest. Thing. Okay, here's the thing: we knew Trey Young would steal a game. Do we know it would be game one? No, but he got his game, and he's talking to shit. And I just hope he can back it up. And I think he'll get his thirty because we can't defend the pick and roll and. We'll have to figure that out as time goes on. And Randall was off, and they hit big shots. But 
we knew that Trey Young would get a game. He's a talented player. And so we go from here. They won game one. If we get game two, series is back on. And we wait till Wednesday. It kind of, well, don't even get me started on having to wait till Wednesday. Talk about just crime. Absolutely ridiculous. Just Adam Silver doing Adam Silver work once again. But that's that's a story for another time. But does it not feel at all? I don't know. Maybe you watch the Knicks more so you have a better understanding. And obviously the Hawks are um, an average team when it comes to the, yeah, when it comes to good teams. But that's, I mean, the Knicks are too. But did it not feel like with that energy in that building, how exciting it was, how loud, like it feels like that one was, <clears throat> excuse me, the kind of one you needed. Like it's yeah. like if you can't win that one, then it kind of it's it, it brings me back to a few weeks ago, like we've been saying, did the Knicks just try harder than everyone all year? Now is everyone actually matching their their effort? No, I mean it go. You know, the game could have gone either way. I think it was very evident tonight, and it was. It, it, did, was, it was a. It was a. Who's going to have the ball last game? Exactly. Exactly. And they just had. You know, they have the closer. I don't think that was surprising. We might have the best player on the floor, but they have the closer, and the, our best player didn't play his best. So it's an up and down game, and don't you know the Knicks? The Knicks fans and the Garden will be ready for game two, and it'll feel like a must win. And look, if the Knicks lose by 12, then yeah, this was, you know, the peak of the season was getting the four seed and getting two home games early on. But yeah, it, it felt like one got away from us, but it also felt like one could have been stolen. I think that's where it's kind of Jack, in between. I, I need you guys. I need this. Yeah. All right. Can you get the guys going? You don't, yeah. You don't want me in the Fargo. I mean, you do, but you don't. I mean, you do, but I, you don't. I mean, I haven't even brought them up yet. Yeah. Well, next game we're talking about is the Phoenix Suns and Los Angeles Lakers. And do we want to talk about the do we want to talk about the actual game or the TV show within the game or the movie? Yeah, what the, what the Oscar award winning casu- movie. I was casually watching. I see LeBron's on the floor again because Chris Paul is apparently strong enough to rip his bicep out of his fucking arm. And then I see campaigns out of the game. What's going on? In I'll LA? tell you. Listen, listen. Well, First off, the game started with Chris Paul having a scary fall where it looked yes. like his shoulder was almost out of its socket, but it also weirdly looked like nothing kind of happened during the play. It was kind of strange, but it was a scare. Needless to say, LeBron James, similar to his behavior in, in recent memory, saw Chris Paul go down to the ground. He saw all the love that the Lakers gave to him, the fans. NBA Twitter was giving to him, like, I pray, like, please don't let it happen to CP again. Good old LeBron James, hold my glass of wine. And he just took a fall out of nowhere. Didn't even look like he landed on it. No one really knows what it was. But it really is getting frustrating <laughs> supporting this guy day in and day out. It's ridiculous. It's the things he's saying, man, and the things he's doing are getting old. But in terms of the actual basketball game, I wasn't surprised one bit by how the game went. I think I think the Suns are the best team in the series. I've said that from day one. I'll continue to think it. I did not anticipate Aiden coming up that big that early. And if he continues, I mean, if he continues, then the series actually is in five games. Like, the Lakers will not win the series. The Suns are a really, really, really good team. And the question was, will DeAndre Aiden, who had been a mismatch for AD, and is just not good enough to be on the floor, like, if he's 25 a night, it's, it's candles. It's good night. Yeah, I think uh, I think asking twenty five out of DeAndre Ayton throughout this series is a little much. Sure, I think it's a, a little bit of a pump the brakes, but 
I mean, I, I wasn't surprised whatsoever that the Suns did this today. Yeah, and LeBron James will do his whole, you know, game one's a feel it out type of day, and you know we're doing our thing. And he really I, isn't a game one guy. He's he's not a game one guy. But I'll continue to repeat it, and I'll be that mockingbird. He does not make it to the finals unless he's a top three seed, and we've seen it time and time again. And because he does go with speed and very easily to the finals when he is, I think people expect it. But when he's in the seventh spot, this is not an easy road. You go to Phoenix, then you probably play Portland, and then you probably pay, play the Jazz or the Mavs or the Clippers, and it's just not easy. And I, I think they're in trouble right now. Game one, it's hard to say it's in trouble, but the theatrics of LeBron James, my brother, LeBron, it's me. Cool it off. It's, you're, really, you're really giving me a hard time over here. I've, I've spent years of my life defending this guy, and it's starting to be difficult. I mean, and it has nothing to do with basketball. It's just like the human and just like the self-awareness. You know what I mean? Like when you're in that kind of it's it's dude, it's brutal to watch. And and I think you can even acknowledge that this is really big of me to say. (laughs) It is. No, it is. It's just it's tough. All right. Next thing on my list is the Sixers. My statement will be Yeah, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, really good team. I think convincingly the third best team in the East to me after today. And what does that mean? It means they're the second best team. In, in the sense of they'll easily get by the Wizards. They'll easily, you know, beat the Hawks or the Knicks. And then, they'll, so they're the second-best team in effect. Uh, but I do think Milwaukee and Brooklyn are probably better than them. Did I walk away from the Brooklyn game like I thought I would, where I was just like, you know, it's over? No. But I think, I think we saw flashes. I think we saw flashes of what that team's lo- team looks like. And honestly, I'll give you my honest thoughts. The reason why I think Brooklyn probably wins the East is because today the Sixers, they won the game. They, you know, it was somewhat comfortable late, but they didn't shut Washington down. And Washington does not have threats like that. And Russell Westbrook was not good. And, like, you take that to a whole different level, and they weren't, you know, they they can put up their own points, but it just didn't look like a Sixers team that's going to shut you down. And so that would be my concern for Philly right now. Okay. Um, well, I'll start with, with uh, Brooklyn. They cannot rebound. They cannot sure. defend. Sure. They do not run an offense. Sure. And I'm – listen, I'll be I'm, – this, this is a very truthful episode out of me. I'm not sure if it even matters. <laughs> it does not matter. But in the same breath, I'm also not sure it doesn't, right? Like they're playing a very depleted Boston team. Boston came out hot early. Obviously, you don't expect – Harding, Kyrie, and KD to go 0 of 9 from 3 in the first half. But then you see it in the third quarter. It's just like, once again, I'm leaving a Brooklyn game, and it's game one of the playoffs, but that's what we do. We overreact. Like, I'm not convinced they have it all figured out, but I'm not going to, like, I still can read the names on their roster in the same breath, and I think that's fair to say. Now over to the good guys, my boys, the Sixers. I know you said it didn't, like, Washington kind of hung in and everything. That game, in my opinion, never felt like I was never worried. Second half, swept. second half, second half. No, not even at all. In the first, anything. I wasn't sweating for one bit. Joel played maybe like a little bit over half the game and easily can just waltz to 30. Like, if he's not in foul trouble, 
they don't have an answer. And it felt like they just – it felt to me that the way the game was going in the first half, they got Joel in foul trouble early. Like this could be the one that they did, that they could take. And I left today like this game, this is over in four or five. Like that's just how I feel yeah. about it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like they just don't have an answer for Joel Embiid, and I haven't even brought up Mr. Tobias Harris, the player of the weekend, the player of the weekend. Yeah, I think that – I totally just said that without thinking about the other games yesterday, but I think that's fair to say that Tobias had the game of the weekend. No, Tobias was solid. The Sixers looked solid, and I totally agree with you. They are the better team in the series. They don't have to worry. It's it's done in four or five maximum six I don't even think it goes six I think it's a max of five games and the series will be over and that's my takeaway it's just it does not you don't watch that game and think okay this is the you know this is the team and you kind of watch Brooklyn and you're like they don't look great tonight Milwaukee looked terrible and you still probably think the, the winner of that that series will be favored over the Sixers you know who comes out of that? Sure, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But uh, when did uh, when did uh, Brad Beal start running his mouth so much? Like it felt like out of nowhere. Like yeah, because running his mouth all day. Nah, Sixers fans were you know they were giving him shit as they should, and they were in his head a little. But he was still getting buckets. But I I text you this. I think Brad Beal is very good. He's a very good player. But you, nah, he you, is nasty. He's, nah, he's a good score. He's not nasty though. He's not. He's not nasty. Like he like is. He's not. I just don't. I don't. If he was, like you said, what's the night? Beal gives us fifty. He's not giving you fifty on twenty two shots and getting to line fourteen times like Tatum. Yeah, like, right. He had thirty. He had thirty three. Exactly. He had thirty three today, and it felt like we made him work for thirty three. Matisse. Exactly. Matisse was spectacular on him, giving him trouble all day, and I just get. Never mind. I'll save it. It's it's yeah. game one. Fifteen to go. I, I yeah. I think well, three more to go until next. Not round. fifteen to stock go. Stock up. Stock up. Stock down. Stock up. Number one for me. Madison Square Garden. Just a spectacular environment. Fans are back. The pandemic is over. Get vaccinated, people. Enjoy life. Uh, do whatever you want. I don't really care. But <laughs> what I mean, whatever. I mean, you're talking tonight. about fans all weekend. I felt like all year. I was watching these games, and in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, like the f- no fans isn't like a big deal. But it's also it's almost like the you don't know what you have until it's gone. And then I watched these games this weekend, and it was just like, wow. Like 70% capacity in a playoff environment. Like it's crazy how we got this type of fan experience. Like there was a little bit of hiatus in the NBA season where no one really cared for, I don't know, two months. Yep. Obviously, the Knicks go on their eight-game win streak during that. Nine but, game, yeah. <laughs> and then the first weekend, we get, like, full-on fans. You see the cr- absolute craziness of the PGA Championship with Phil walking up to 18 today. You get every single arena this weekend essentially packed to the gills, except for a few. Like, it felt finally, finally, I, we can use this word, it felt normal. Yeah. We're back to we're back to normalcy. Uh, the beers were flowing, the burgers were happening. No glizzies tonight for your boy, but I do. I'm very nervous for game two because, like you said, it's winner go home type of vibes. It's a must win, but I think the Garden can carry the boys to a win. And I think I think the home crowd's going to be able to f- carry teams all you know playoffs long. I think the Suns I, got I, carried I, by their crowd a little today. 
I think that's what's kind of going to happen. I was going to say, but listen, home court advantage, especially like the, that the players haven't been playing in it all year. I think it it really puts an emphasis on it this postseason where it's like, oh, my God, it's even – we weren't used to it in, like, a, say, a regular Thursday national TV game. That could be a big game, but it's the first week of the playoffs and they're back. But, Jack, as someone who's rooting for the Knicks, truthfully, it doesn't make me confident that the way you rationalize them getting back into the series is the boys relying on the arena they play in. Why not? Kind of. The, it's a it's a temp because point I would advantage. I would hope I would I know it's at a hundred percent an advantage, but as someone who's rooting for the Knicks, I would like you to say that something related to somebody playing on the basketball court is the way you're going to get back into the oh, series. I mean, it's it's fairly simple. If Julius Randle doesn't go six for twenty two from th- six for twenty three, that the Knicks win the game. It was a back and forth Jul- game. That's playoff basketball. It is what it is. We're on to the next. What's your next stock up? Stock up the internet. Jack, I think the I mean, the internet could be a stock up every week, but I'm gonna give a special shout this week. The best nickname has ever been created. And that is A Disney. It is time officially Wow. It is time officially for Anthony Davis to never be ever be mentioned in the same breath as Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid. There's levels to this when it comes to big men in the NBA. And did the bubble happen? Let's be honest. AD <laughs> had had a Dirk Nowitzki-esque bubble where he had some of – literally AD's shooting jump in the bubble was almost as wild and far-fetched as Julius Randle's jump this year. All right, relax, relax. And then Anthony da- – no, that's not a slight on Julius Randle whatsoever. It's just, emphasi- it's just emphasizing – if anything, it's more of a – Credit to Julius Randle because he sustained it over the entire year. Anthony Davis only had to do it for two months, and he came back, and he's been mid the entire year. But it's like this bubble thing, man. This bubble thing. We Like we said, keep the jewelry. Everyone keep your rings. But everything else, I think we have to wash from our memory. AD so, so with was that being said, abysmal. are you nervous about the Lakers? If you feel that way about Anthony Davis, because if you if you don't think Anthony Davis, is top no, well, top no, 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 I do, I do think Anthony Davis is really good. I also do love making fun of him because I know that there were times where people compared him to Joel Embiid, and now it's my time to have some fun. He was though. He was spectacular. Like you said, like. In the in bubble, the bubble in won. the bubble, he was spectacular. He was as he good was as LeBron James. It was insanity, and now he's he's a jump shooter, and you know he's not a great jump shooter. Uh, snake it up, stock up number two. Stock up number two for me is Stephen Curry. What a weekend Ooh. for Steph, man! What a weekend. Uh, you know he didn't make the playoffs. The the finalist for the MVP. He couldn't really will his team to the playoffs, but everywhere he's getting his flowers left, right. Keep your head up, Steph. You did amazing this year. You did what you could with this team. And you know what? It's really nice to see a guy like Steph Curry getting credited for going home before the playoffs even started, hitting the golf course, supporting his brother who's playing in a hard-fought series in the playoffs nonetheless on Twitter. And it's just so nice to see Steph in a warm place when he could have gone into a rut after not being able to will his team against a rookie or a second-year player 
in a winner-go-home game. So stock up for Steph Curry because he tried really, really, really hard to get his team to the playoffs. And people people acknowledge him for that and, and are saying, it's okay, Steph. Yeah, I still think Steph Curry is the best player in the league. Stock up number two, <laughs> Phil Mickelson. I mean, this guy Phil. comes out of nowhere. 250-1, to one, he wins the tourney PGA Championship. I believe that's a major, if I'm not mistaken. Adds it is. It, adds it to the belt. Oldest, oldest ever to win a major. And I feel like he did it for Tiger to a degree. Just, just awesome from Phillip. So stock up goes. The you know what, Tiger? You ever watch that Tiger? You ever watch the Tiger HBO documentary? I didn't watch the doc, but I've heard about it a bunch. So there was, there's a part about it where obviously Phil played second fiddle to Tiger pretty much throughout his entire career. Like Tiger was always clearly better than him, but Phil was always just like right there. Tiger resented Phil because yeah. of how good he was naturally. But how like little of a shit he gave and the he work that he, he didn't, didn't put he didn't in, work out. which is honestly something that you and I would probably tip our caps to. No, I would but be pissed at Ti- that too. Tiger was just putting in all this work, and it, it was showing off. He was clearly better than him, but he knew what Phil had, and he just got under his skin that he didn't do anything to further his game, which is interesting. Yeah. Okay. I love that Stock- little tidbit. Yeah, it's a little fun fact. I watched a great documentary. I think it's on HBO Max. I, I think know. you're Don't right. Me. I think you're right. All right. Stock down number one for me, convenience. So, Jack, the Bitcoin bubble, or I'm not going to use the B word, but you know what I mean by that. It seemed yeah, to have popped. Yourself. Yeah. Popped, ah! if you would. 10x whatever. since March. Okay, sure. Right. No, no, no. In, in the short term. Top shot, whatever. Not where it was, whoa, but whoa, whoa, we're on our way back. Okay. All right. My point is the convenience bubble on planet Earth has popped. I'm talking about Uber. I'm talking about Lyft. I'm talking about Uber Eats. I'm talking about Grubhub. I understand they're coming out of pandemic. They may not have drivers, this, that. The prices are yeah, what, nuts. Bro? What is The happening? prices are, it is batshit insane. I live 15 minutes, not even, 12 minutes from the Philadelphia airport. I live in Center City, Philadelphia. $42 Uber. Last what? night I'm going to order last night I'm going to order food. Um I got some shrimp tacos. Only comes with 3. They like look like shit by the way. Can we talk about that? They were really good. They were shrimp tacos. It it's hard like to tell shit. when you can't see okay. the shrimp but sure. all right, to each their own. I'm a huge sure. fish tacos guy. No, me too. Um, I, they just look like shit. That's all. Yeah, they were good. Anyway, my point is order of 3 extra one for um three dollars obvious move four tacos it's like 30 percent of the final bill comes with fees and delivery right, it was 27 dollars it's, it's wild though. tonight tonight <laughs> i walked a mile to go get shake shack Ooh, a mile how was, how was they fucked up my order wow and they and they've never done that before for delivery so I don't know what to do. My hands are tied because I can't get anywhere on an Uber or Lyft. I'm not in L.A., so I can't bird scooter everywhere. Like, what happened? Yeah. What happened? Uber, the Uber prices and are, are nuts. Yeah, and and in New York City, you can't even get a cab. Like, they're not even out there. I think we got rid of the cabs because we we're all riding Uber and Lyft, and now we Dude, can't even get a phone. All right, third, stock down transportation. Yeah, okay. Great call there. Stock down number two, uh, number one for me. It's on my list. I'm just read it verbatim for what it says. Trey Young dash ugly. 
fuck him. And partially it comes from like a jealousy aspect of like, yeah, he'll pour in 30 and 10 every night. But he's just like, get in a street no, fight. It, you know, it's like, it's like, so yeah, I mean, you never, it's so hard when, like, it's, it's so different hard. with LeBron. It's different with LeBron. No, it's, it's, because what I'm, I'm being honest, it is very hard to watch a guy absolutely drag his nuts all over your team's face nah. when he looks like that. Well, no, when he looks like that. But totally. it wasn't, it I get wasn't it. a nut drag. The, I, the thing was, I, the floater the I'm fine with, but the possession before where he's on a fast break and he's just trying to draw a foul with 40 seconds on the clock, it's like, ref, like, are we still rewarding that at this point in the season? Hey, 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 and hey, then, hey, 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 My man leaves the league in free throw attempts, so, yeah, we Yeah, don't. no, but, it, and then, you know, the Garden's chanting, fuck you, Trey Young, it was vibes. And then, like, he's like, oh, the garden's quiet. Like, no shit. You just hit a game winner nah, with .9 left. Yeah, no, nah, it was pretty. Listen, I wanted Fuck the Knicks Trae to win. Stockdale it was pretty. It was pretty cold for him to say it's awfully fucking quiet in here. Yeah, right no. Oh, 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 we'll have T-shirts. Just make sure that, uh, you know, he's, he's here right. for game five. All right. My second stock down, and this is just a really fun one, Giannis Antetokounmpo. What? That game was miserable. I mean, that game was awesome yesterday. I I watched Ben Simmons at the free throw line. It was the same result. I'm not talking about – no, no, no. I'm not even talking about the free throws. Um, But I watched that game yesterday. It's just like playoff Giannis and maybe it's Mm -hmm. Coach Spolstra is like a real thing. They're making Mm -hmm. him struggle all day. But my point is where I was going with this is how did that game – oh, Goran Dragic, 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 whatever – hits a corner three or something <clears throat> to tie the game at the end of the fourth quarter. When he hit that shot and there were X amount of seconds left and Chris Middleton went down <laughs> and hit that game winner, my man, the second that Drogic shot went in, couldn't have thrown his head down faster and ran to the corner. It is wild to me how you can have an MVP and a defensive player of the year just totally be insignificant at the end of a game like that, and and willingly, and willingly so, so. and and so, that's not even a and it's not even a new thing. It's always been Chris Middleton, and don't get me wrong, he can do it. He's done it before. I'm not knocking him. It's just batshit insane to me how fast I saw Giannis's head go right to the ground yeah, and sprint yeah. to the corner for that last play of the game, and just so, watch Chris Middleton. So I was actually pretty impressed with Embiid closing today. I think he actually closed the game pretty strong. That's because you haven't. That's because you haven't been watching us all. No, year. No, like, I, I, no, 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 I have. Truthfully, know- saying the reason I didn't feel nervous all game, even though it was maybe like a two point, well, we made a, a real run in the third quarter and kind of put it away at those yeah, Seth Curry yeah. threes. But no, I, it, the, I, I the reason it. it never fell out of hand is because we have just been great in the fourth quarter and being able to close games all year. And, and, and Embiid, that's why. Embiid can close down the stretch, two minutes, hit those little you know fall aways. Those things are so fucking cute. I love them. But last shot cute of the a, game. Cute. <clears throat> cute in a good way. Yeah, yeah, not like he's a cutie. Like, okay. like you know. Yeah, yeah no, they're like, adorable. They're adorable. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because but, he just puts it right over their head. With like God, twelve I love to that, man. with twelve to go, do you think that's the player? You think it's some action with Tobias and him? Like, do you think like I mean, you've watched it all year long. Is that the go-to down the stretch? Like, because they'll they'll double Listen, that, man. Without that's the, that's I'm, the I'm beauty. Asking. That's that's the, it's beauty not the beauty of this team. It's not the beauty. You need Tobias. To be no, the, the beauty. 
No, the beauty of this team is Tobias has done it all year as well. It's either Seth Curry, Joel, a little two-man game. No. Tobias, just one-on-one action. You get it to him in the post. This is just what we've been doing all year, closing I'm, I'm games. I'm not talking. You just haven't I'm not watching. talking one minute left. I'm not talking one minute. I'm talking today. Nick talks. Trey Young gets the ball, and that's the action they're running. I'm talking, is that and beat in the post? Is that Tobias Iso? Like, I don't know where that is. And that's There's options, so, man. It's Embiid in the post. Hey, it's Tobias Iso. It's court, Embiid. You know Seth, what they say. If you have two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. I need an answer. I need to know that it's Embiid it's in Joel. the post. It's in, Joel's the closer. Okay. okay. All right. But it, does, it helps having Tobias there, too. Sure. For 37 right. points, you bad Stock little boy. Stock down. Yeah, so Alec Burks at 27. Relax. Stock down number two is the Brooklyn Nets. Not because of their performance wow. in the court. Once again, I still think they're they're probably the favorite to come out of the East. But fifty percent off to get into a playoff game, can't sell out, limited capacity. I mean, who in the world is trying to claim they're a Brooklyn Nets fan? It's just it's it's okay. It's so embarrassing. If, 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 if this is how if this sad. is how the playoffs are gonna go, no, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I texted you that it costs. I could buy three Eastern Conference finals tickets to in the Barclays Center for the same cost of what I spent on hot dogs and beer at Dodger Stadium. It's true. But I'm starting to think that maybe we get a little just like uh, we piece together a Series A fundraising of a sponsor yeah. and we just buy out Barclays for one of the games. It can't be that expensive. We'll just buy out we'll just buy out the we stadium. We'll invite every party in every it. snapback yeah. fam member Section can come and and we'll all bet against Brooklyn. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn, it's embarrassing. You 50% off for a playoff game. The Knicks could have listed their shit at $400 a pop to get in, and it would have sold out. It's just pathetic. It's sad. And so I had this conversation with Quinn today. Quinn is my cousin. Abe knows Quinn. We all went to summer camp together. And he was asking me, on a national scale, which team is more popular? And I told him, and he was like, I need... Well, said, that's hard to what, exactly. What do you he said, "I need a definitive answer." I said, first of all, give me an explanation. What is, you know, what is popular? Because viewership, it's very tough because you're dealing with an Atlanta market versus Boston, right? So that's going to shift nets in the first place. And then popularity-wise, it's like no one is actually watching the nets to see them succeed. The only people that want them to succeed are like. 8,000 people who live in Brooklyn who claim to be or who came from Jersey. Like, the only people watching the Nets want them to lose. So is that actually popularity? And, like, yeah, they're they're just so irrelevant. No, I mean, that's, it goes back to the um, any, any publicity is good publicity. And yeah. it's, like, people, like, the Knicks are obviously, like, New York's team and the bigger market and all that. But the, the Nets are definitely covered more. Yeah. Because of who they have on their team, and it's the the casual NBA fan will tune into a Nets game way faster than I'll tune into a Knicks Hawks yeah. game. I said, I said, round one, Knicks Hawks. Even nationally, I think uh, we'll get better pull. But as the rounds go on, like there's Jack, no doubt Sixers I, Sixers Knicks is going to be on NBA TV, right? And, and said, Nets and Nets, Nets Bucks is going to be on every channel. Yeah, I said Nets Lakers is still the most watched finals. You know, of a Give potential. A shit. Give a yeah. shit. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Uh, game two on Wednesday, Knicks Hawks. Game two on Wednesday. Do we want to talk Sixers. about that? What is this? What is this NBA schedule? 
That, this like, is actually how it used to be, but the bubble. No, I understand. I know. Us to it I know day. exactly. And so did this weekend. Honestly, eight games, two days in a row, start to finish. And now I'm gonna actually have to work tomorrow. Like, and there's Tuesday. not day basketball. And I can't Tuesday. stream. Yeah. Right, man. It's like um, two games before, each at night. It's brutal. Before we depart, Clippers, Mavericks, Mavs take game <sighs> one. I feel like this is the last thing to discuss. Luke Kennard, DNP, Beverly, nothing. Uh, are you? I've I've been actually preaching the choir that the Clippers are not as you know they're not what everyone thinks they are. Are you in concern for them? Do you think they're the best team in the West still? Like what? What are you feeling in the in that series? I don't really know. It's like Luca's like crazy, and playoff Luca has is starting to be a thing. And this time yeah. he has two, and he has two good ankles to do it on this time. If the Clippers go full bubble mode and try and just take out his knees and his lower legs, then sure. I think they can win this series easily. But I, I don't think it's going to be that much of a walk in the park as people may think I, it is. Yeah, may. I took the Clippers in seven. I guess. This is what we meant. The bubble it was playoff P. But... Playoff P being back is just awesome. Yeah, that's great. Kawhi playoff Kawhi is starting to become a thing over the last two postseasons. But this is the thing: a lot can change in literally one game. I mean, even if even if the Wizards took game oh, two. Oh yeah, I mean this is this right? is it, just it, as much fun as overreacting to this than yeah. it is week one yeah. of the NFL. Let's, so let's overreact. Let's enjoy game by game. I hope. Do we even have playoff games tomorrow? Based off the fucking. We scheduling? do. I think. I think. I think Brooklyn plays tomorrow, and I think. Uh, okay. I don't know, but I okay. will not watch let's a overreact. literal second of Jazz Grizzlies. I promise you that. Yeah, let's overreact. I got. Oh, and the Nuggets, five. Nugget, Nuggets, Blazers tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That so let me ask you a question. Thing. Let me ask you sure. a question. The. How – let's try this again. Between the Nuggets, the Clippers, and the Knicks, rank your confidence in them to be able to win their own series. They're all down 0-1. They're all the yeah. higher seed. I'll, I'll go uh, Clippers, most confident. I'll go the Knicks, number two, and the Nuggets, number three. I watched the Nuggets last night. I think Yoke is just – you know, he's perfectly fine. He's a great player. They they just it was a tough break for them. Not only, people don't realize not only is Murray hurt, Will Barton's hurt, um, all their guards are hurt. They literally have Monte Morris. He's the only healthy guard, and they just don't have enough firepower against uh, the Blazers. And the Blazers they're a sneaky good team. I think sometimes the seeding gets confused. Same in the East, right? The Knicks are four, the Hawks are five, the Heat are six. Those are probably it's probably a crapshoot of those three. Same in the West. Uh, the Clippers, the Blazers, and the Mavs are all probably three somewhat even teams. And the drop coverage that Jokic and the Nuggets are playing is just a nightmare. MPJ is a terrible defender. So I think the Blazers probably have that series pretty easily. Would not surprise me now after seeing game one if they go five. I think the Knicks can fight and potentially take game two and force it to seven. I think the Clippers can fight as well. So I'll go Clips, Knicks, Nuggets. What do you got? I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I think we can go with the Clips at one solely because of the names on their team, the Knicks because they have an easier matchup, and the Nuggets are obviously handicapped without yeah. without uh, Jamal. Murray, Barton, all of them. So, look, boys, girls who listen to this podcast, we need the Knicks because the, Me- the Mecca, the Madison Square Garden, it would be different with Abe and Jack 
in the Fargo, in the in MSG. Like we need I that I, for the content. I, I I literally was watching this game tonight, listening to the crowd. Like we were, I was having conversations with my friends watching the game. Like this literally is a college game right now. Listen it's to this insane. crowd, and all I was thinking about is Joel Embiid going to the free throw line 14 times in the first half. Knicks fans bitching at the refs that he's just flailing into them, this, that, and me smiling ear to ear. Yeah, there'll be, th- there'll be punches thrown. There will be punches yeah, thrown. Let's do it. Uh, on the second half of the pod, we talked to Renee Montgomery. Renee Montgomery just released her NFT. She's an FCF owner. Not an FCF owner. Like, Abe and I were with the championship squad, but she's an FCF owner. So stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back. What's up, everyone? We have my good friend, Renee Montgomery. My uh, jersey from the FCF actually just came in, and I don't know if you saw, but we won it all. So, uh, Renee. Uh, I saw. Thanks, Jack. I saw. <laughs> Renee owns a few teams, uh, one in the FCF, one in the WNBA. Your squad actually is uh, tipping off tonight at 7 o'clock. How, are you in Atlanta? How's everything going? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Atlanta. Yeah, we're tipping up. Congratulations to your squad, Jack. I was salty in the beginning because I really wanted the beast. We were like the number one team all season. But congratulations, you guys. Y'all like y'all killed it. Yeah. Well, how is everything down there? What is the main focus for you right now? Yeah, you know, it's different because right now we're still under COVID protocols of the WNBA. So the first game of the season, which we've only had one game. It, we were only allowed 600 people in the building. So that was literally the se- like a certain amount of the season ticket holders and then comp tickets for the players and staff and stuff. So it, it's quieter right now. But for us, we're still trying to build out everything and, and rebuild how we want things. So it's pretty lit. I mean, we've already put our impression on the team in a sense of how we're going to brand the players. And the players seem to be very receptive of that. So I'm excited to hear that. That's great. I did have my roommate. So we're in New York and he just went mm-hmm. to Trader Joe's and confirmed that people are not wearing masks. The NYC uh, M- <laughs> lifted the mask mandate. So hopefully we can get some more fans in the building soon. Um, but tell me yeah. about the big news that is coming. Yes. Okay. So this Friday, May 21st, I'm dabbling in something that like I've never been in before the crypto world. I've always had, you know, NBA top shots. We've talked about you're the top shot goat. (laughs) I already know you got some crazy sexy serial numbers in your little collection, but um, I'm dabbling in my own. And so I'm creating a starting five of my NFTs. And it's basically five key moments in my life. For instance, one of the moments it's going to be my my championship rings, all of them, starting in high school where I won three. And then another moment's when I retire. Another moment will be when I opt out on my jerseys, just the seven threes I made in one half. That is a WNBA record. So I'm starting out with five big moments in my career. Never going to re-release them. So I'm trying to see what this crypto world is like. Just for everyone who's listening, she said rings, plural, just to be clear, just to be clear. There's six of them. (laughs) 
two for two hands. Well, tell me what made you. Yeah, you're right. We were talking a little bit NFT uh, down when I saw you in Atlanta. But what made you want to go the NFT route? Obviously, they're hot, but I feel like there's yeah. more to it because you picked really special moments for that. Yeah, I wanted to. So I think this tech crypto world, like when you talk to a lot of people, they already have just thoughts about it. Like, oh, I'm not into that Bitcoin. What is that fake money? And I don't understand these digital moments. What is Top Shot doing? So there's a lot of people just even in the black and brown community that just skeptical of the whole thing. So I think just seeing someone that they might know, and then they're like, well, what in the world is Renee doing with these NFTs? I hope that that kind of gets people introduced to the world because like, you know, if you know, you know, crypto is going to be the way of the future. There's going to be some type of avenue for it, whether you like it or not. So I want to try to bring people along in this tech journey. That's amazing. And I totally agree. I think that's what Top Shot did great. They brought people kind of into the yep. fold, taught them about NFTs. And now you can use the technology to kind of expand what you do. Is there anything that's going to be extra offering will it unlock cool experiences what is the thinking behind releasing these moments yeah so releasing these moments we're trying to do some special things like some of the nfts you'll get an actual moments equal momentum jersey that I, uh, we had created we've already sold like 600 of them it's really crazy wow. what's happening? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's crazy so you'll get one of those with your nft and then I guess I can tell you now it's still in the works, but at a certain point, there's going to be people should understand that people are going to have their own coins. So like Bitcoin is someone's own coin. So down the line, you'll be allotted one coin of something that's happening in the future that I can't say yet, but I hope to have some type of coin in the future. And then everyone that buys my jersey automatically gets or buys my NFT automatically gets it. So trying to do something different around here yeah i want to be a renee coin owner that would be a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> i would i would want to come down and i feel like there's so many unlockable experiences and you're so personal that it's like watch a game with you or do even you know have a conversation with you because you've built just this you ins- better come to a game at uh, a certain no. point by the way uh, we're allowed to have people in the building for real for real i better see jack so that'll be in there man <laughs> oh i'll be down there don't you worry don't you worry <laughs> So what else outside of the NFT world is uh, really exciting for you right now? Um, Something that's really exciting is, you know, I started Remotely Renee in December 2020, actually on my birthday, December 2nd. And then to get picked up, we got picked up by um, Dan Lebatar. I know everyone knows he left ESPN, but he started his own network, Metal Lark. And so we got picked up by them. And so for my podcast to be so young, that was an exciting moment. So that's going to that's gonna be probably get an announcement really close in the future, a bigger announcement. But the, the most exciting part about it was every creator wants to own what they create. And with Meadowlark, they're allowing me to own 100% of Remotely Renee. Even if things didn't work out four, five, 10 years down the line, Remotely Renee would still be mine. And so I think that, you know, that's a different, that's different. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you get signed on, who who comes on as a sponsor, or if you go to a network, that network typically wants to own part of what they're buying. But um, I just love it there. I love that that's a, a place for creators. You know, Jamel Hill has been brought on. Uh, Tom Haber, uh, what's his name? Tom from Pod Save America. Like they're they're building something dope. I know John Skipper. I don't know if people know he was an yeah. exec at ESPN. 
he's a part of Meadowlark. So it's, it's something cool happening over there. And, and that's something I'm looking forward to as well. The creator economy is just so awesome. And like you said, you want to be able to own your stuff because you never know where it's going to go or how it's going to operate. Why do you think you mentioned it when you're talking about the team and how the players have been receptive to that branding and building their personalities? Why do you, why is that so important to you? And like, what did you wish was either available or you knew back in your day that you're trying to help the team out with now? I mean, that's everything I, I, you know, players now, we all know social media, it's not just a social platform. It's a business platform. Your social media gets you endorsement deals. It gets you sponsorship. You know, it gets you out there, makes fans like you, love you. Um, could also make fans not like you <laughs> in the other sense too. But, but I think that just knowing where the future is going and how things are going, it's important for athletes to tell their own story, to narrate how they want to be seen, what they want to do. Um, if you have a brand you use all the time and you're an athlete, well, you should be trying to talk to that brand. Y'all should date. And because if you like them, they probably want the spotlight of a professional athlete. It's putting all of those things together. And I mean, even with myself, it started out in the pandemic. It was just me and my family. And we just started doing videos and we just started doing things. And then Muchos Montgomery's turned into now people are paying me to be on their stuff. And now my fiance, she's an executive producer on stuff. And so we, we built that right here in-house. We call, we And now we start a production company, Think Tank Productions, because of it. Wow. But I just think it's just branding yourself, telling your own story. I love the, uh, you should date the brand idea. That you That's a lot. I saw, I saw, and I saw my boy uh, made it into the Walmart post on Instagram. Did, did he get a cut? Because if not, I'm going to have to hire him an agent. Who? Uh, I feel like your son was in the, was he not in the, Oh yeah. my gosh. Don't say Walmart. It was Walgreens. 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 I knew <laughs> yes. that. I knew that. Oh yes. And so it's lit because that, that was like a huge moment for us because like I said, in the pandemic, when nothing was going on, we were looking around the house and like my son, he was already like Aladdin in the play. So he's very yeah. theatrical and good <laughs> at that stuff. So I, I, we were looking around the house and we were like, we have three entertainers in the house. My wife just graduated from a journalism major from KSU. And I'm like, let's figure it out. And so to have a full family booking with Walgreens for Red Nose Day. Yeah, that was like lit. Like I was like a different type of proud. Like, wait, you want me and my whole family? They was like, yeah, can we get Angel and uh, Serena? I'm like, what? Yes. So that was pretty cool for me. That is so cool. Well, I really appreciate the time. I'm very excited for your NFT. You know, I love the NFT world. So I will definitely be checking that out. And you'll just have to let me know when the uh, when you're opening up to some more fans down there in Atlanta, I'll come down. But Renee Montgomery, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.